You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. I've taken my kids to a few performances and the best ones are always the ones where they can get involved. Unlike adults who tend to like to sit back and be entertained, kids love to get in on the action, which is why a performance taking place at Barangaroo this school holidays is so special. It's called Sandsong and to tell us all about it, we're joined by director Elena Verica and performer Sunny Ray Townsend. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Hi. Sonny, can I start with you? Can you tell me what is the story behind Sansong? Well, um, I've been with the production with for three shows of this production I've been in. Um, and what I take from it is that it's a fun, it's a fun story. And I play a cheeky bird and a caterpillar as well, a part of a caterpillar. So it's just the fun of performing... Um, to little kids and being animals and being able to interact with them while in character is another fun thing. Um, and it's also about dreams, child, you know, kids and their dreams. And um, because when they come into um, the show, before they come into the Sansong, um, they're asked to draw their dreams um, and then place their dreams around the Sansong. Elena, what's the what's the actual story? Where does this come from? Where does the story originate from? And um, how do we get Sunny playing a bird and a caterpillar at the same time? Obviously, he's a very versatile performer there, but he's a very versatile performer. I made this show as a collaboration with a beautiful, extraordinary woman called Walbra Murray, and she's a Gamilaroi woman. And this is a story from her country, which is about the first son. And it's, uh, in brief, it's a story actually that Rick Rosa, who's our firemaker performer in the show, he tells this story and it's, in brief, it's the story around how this cheeky Brolga, who Sonny plays, took an egg, an emu egg. Then emu was guarding his beautiful, beautiful nest and cheeky Brolga crept up in the dark before the sun had ever risen. So this was still in pre-dawn and he steals that egg. And Emu lays chase. And so we have this fantastic chase that happens between Emu and Brolga. And Emu's cheeky and he hides behind reeds and he hides behind trees. So Brolga's running and Emu finally catches up and he's getting closer and closer. And Brolga throws that egg. And as it travels across the universe, getting such speed and such heat, when it finally comes down, it hits against this beautiful dead tree and the whole thing bursts into flame. And this ball of fire goes up and up and it becomes the sun. And so it's this story that we dance out. Rick tells this story and then we dance that story out as part of the performance as well. And then when you get to that first beautiful touch of sunlight, it gives you a sense of lightness, a sense of knowing, a sense of seeing bigger than your immediate surrounds and seeing a bit broader. So that's the... That's sort of how Walber and I, as a starting point, came to make the show. Sana, can you tell us a bit about um, your style of dance in this performance in terms of how, I guess, you fill out the character of the bird or the caterpillar and, and also that interaction with children because it sounds like it's a very interactive performance. Um, invoking the Brolga is it's a fun thing. Like for me... Um, taking on different characters 
Um, I really actually had to look on YouTube on, you know, how bloggers are in the wild and stuff and how they jump and how they play. And, and the way that I interact with the kids is, you know, it's just giving that cheek, like, look over the shoulder and it's like, oh, wait first, there's something there. And then I actually zone in on the child. Um, <laughs> and then I've, you know, fully checked them out, up and down. And I'm like, no, there's nothing there. It's nothing. But, yeah, it's just, well. How do they respond to that, the um, children? Some of them play along with it. Some of them actually get a bit startled and taken aback. Oh, because they think that they will, they're there for a performance, yes, but they don't realise that, oh my gosh, performers can actually have fun with the audience. But that's me always, like, Lena knows I'm, I'm cheeky. So, um, <laughs> it's a bit of typecast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you knew who to put in this role. Really, really straightforward. Yeah. Um, but it was. it's also a gorgeous moment where... Sonny plays with when, when Brog is being chased and he's running out of time because Emu's gaining up on him and getting closer. Sonny's, you know, that Brogger, he's trying to find a way to get rid of the egg and he's offering it out to all the different, you know, and the yeah. kids. And some kids <laughs> go, I don't want the egg, I don't want the egg. And yeah. some go, yeah, I'll take it, I'll help you. you know? yeah, I bet. And like with that, it actually, it ev- the show evolves. So the show evolves. Um, so that actually, it, it just comes to you. Mm. So, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So, yeah, each show is different when I perform it. And the reactions that I get from the mm. kids are different too. And what's the role, um, Sunny was saying earlier that before the kids come in, you ask them to draw their dreams, which is just a beautiful concept in itself. I love that there's, how do you draw a dream? Only mm. a child would know how to do that. I do. And, That's true. And uh, what's, what happens once they do bring that dream into that space where you do the performance of the sand song? Yeah. So the kids, um, you know, they come up with, they, they hear the stories and they meet Rick and they, uh, Rick is all painted up, ready for ceremony. And um, what they what they kind of come to is that idea that just a dot or a line or a simple shape tells a whole story of place or of dream or of time. And so they distill these ideas, these dreams down, and they draw that out and put it on a glass jar and they paint it using this special glass paint, which sort of turns each little glass dream holder into um, like a stained glass window. And then they carry that. We give them a candle and they carry this dream holder and they put it around the edge. When they come into Sandsong, they put it around the edge of the sand. Um, And the Sandsong is quite a large sculpture um, of sand, you know, sort of speaks for itself. Um, And it's in the shape of a turtle. So it's got the long neck with the four um, arms coming off it. And so it's quite a um, curvy, um, organic sort of shape and the kids sit all the way around it so they're you know half a meter away they can touch the dancers they they can touch the sand which is a red sand which comes from Walbra's country so you know she comes from red soil so that's why we have the red sand Um, and so yeah they come and they bring their candle and they place it down around the edge just in front of where they're sitting and then as part of the dance Sunny and the other dancers, they, at the very end of the dance, once the sun has been risen, we sort of share that spark and that light becomes the, the sort of spreading ignition for everybody's dream. And so we light all the candles. It's quite the, touching. I feel like crying it, um, when you well, say that. <laughs> no, well, the, the end, you know, product of the sand song, because it is an actual thing, well, for me, um, and you see you, when you're lighting it, um, mm. you can see it actually come to life, so... Um, the whole was, shape. Yeah. Mm. And I was saying this to um, another another 
performer of mine, um, that like with shows, there are there are only two shows that I really love. There's this one, and then there's another one. Um, but once you believe in it, like the whole thing comes to life, um, and you've got to live and breathe the whole thing. Um, and same with this, like with the Samsung, you've got to live and breathe it in order for it to come alive. You've got to believe in the whole structure, mm. in the whole story, um, and then you become a part of it. Yeah. It's one of those things too where, you know, there's layers on things. And Walbra was telling me about how the stars in the sky are the, the campfires of our ancestors and that these fires down here that we're igniting as part of Sansong are reflecting the stars, do you know, where we've got these little campfires going on. And when you make a dream, if you dream now, yesterday, tomorrow, it's all in the same moment and it's all part of something bigger than just your one little dream. And so that's part of the layering too is that you look around and you go, God, look, here's my one little candle, but it's part of and it's making a picture that is so much bigger than just my one little candle. Do you know? It becomes part of the whole thing. That's so beautiful. And now that um, I've told, we've told all of Australia about such a gorgeous performance, <laughs> it is happening in Sydney during school holidays, but are you, is it going to be somewhere else that other people might be able to see it later on? We do. We've got a great, gorgeous opportunity. We're taking it outside up to the Gold Coast in April as part of the Com Games uh, Festival that they're doing there. So, yeah, we're doing oh, it there too. Beautiful. Well... Sunny, Elena, thank you so much, both of you, for coming in. Thank you. Thanks for having us. That's Elena Verica and Sunny Ray Townsend, director and dancer of Sansong. And Sansong will be on at Barangaroo in Sydney from October 3rd to 8th. For details, check out the links on our website. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.